But there was this one company, I think called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition and episode of the Chop Sports Daily, coming to you live from the Flipping Made Easy studio right here in Matawan, New Jersey. It is Sturch. It is Gooch. It is Nick. It is Madison. It is Wednesday, June the 29th, 2020. Dose. I hope you guys are doing okay out there. Please like the video, share the video, tell your friends what you're watching. You're not watching The Price is Right. You're watching us instead. That's what you got to do. Uh, we appreciate that. And uh, yeah, so if you want to support Chop Sports, do so by heading on over to patreon.com forward slash Chop Sports. Three, five, ten dollar increments is the way to do it. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. Um, definitely helps keep the lights on. It just shows general support, and it's really awesome of you guys. So thank you very much. Also want to plug the store, chopsports.shop. Plenty of shirts available right now, either branded stuff. Usually he's wearing something branded. I'm using usually wearing something that I created myself. But today we're both neither doing that. So the whole concept is just lost in translation so how you doing today we're doing well good i'm I'm finally i think i made it through the other side over the weekend i was struggling or throughout the early parts of the week it's wednesday now yeah no it takes two days for me bro (laughs) we've been through this several times so two-day hangover is officially gone Mm. dissipated i'm ready i'm ready for war here on hump day ready for war on hump day i like it i like it and today for the first time we are dropping the ever so newly popular gooch's rundown gooch Please inform us what the hell is going yes, on in the world so of sports around today. the Major League Baseball right now. We have news that Freddie Freeman, fresh on the heels of his, I guess, his return trip to Atlanta, has fired the rep that handled the negotiation. So there was an emotional Freddie Freeman who got his ovation, and there might be a little buyer's remorse on him leaving Atlanta for L.A. I don't think buyers, the Dodgers are the best team in the NL. Yeah, but there's a there's a little thing called loyalty, and I think that he's kind of wishing he would have stayed. That's, that's the, the takeaway I get from that. Maybe Aaron Judge could take a a page from Freddie Freeman's notebook and realize, like, you want to stay, bro. There's The grass isn't greener. Um, keeping it in the NL West somewhat, Fernando Tatis is on his way back. Yes, Two weeks away from swinging a bat, and I would imagine that Tatis will be back doing what he does. Hmm. Exciting baseball fans. But um, he made, I think he's like sixth in the NL in All-Star voting this year, and he hasn't even played a game. So very exciting. And um, How is that? Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Go ahead. What? Who votes for the All-Star the game? The fans. That's so such he's just a, a highly bad popular. idea. Yeah, they they they've got to figure it out, but it's an all star game. That's the, why I don't put credence too much into when they're like a ten time all star because sometimes it's just, just a popularity means they're popular contest. for a decade. Exactly, the Yankees should they have need to more change because that. I think they should change that. Honestly. All right. Nonetheless, sorry. Uh, Phillies right fielder, reigning NL MVP Bryce Harper. I mm. believe he had the surgery, but broken thumb. He was hit by a pitch. He was very pissed off. Did you see that? Yeah. Very pissed off. He and said he wished it was his head because the he optimistic <laughs> timetable on Bryce Harper right now is six weeks, but it's probably looking a little more like six to eight weeks. Mm. And that is good news for any fantasy owners, Dave. I know he should be back for the postseason if you could uh, weather the storm, which you should be able to. I don't have um, Harper. More fallout. From I don't the- have Harper. You don't have Harper? No. Oh, AJ does. I'm pretty sure that I just knew that you had a man crush on Harper. So. I do have a man crush on Harper. I just don't so have bro, him in fantasy. I, I wanted you, When Harper. I said it to you the other day, I was like, oh, Harper's out. I fully expected, like, rage to come out of No, the, I don't have Harper. you were like, oh, yeah, that sucks. I was like, damn, he's handling this well for him well, being Well, that and the fact that I'm, like, one of the dominant team of the uh, fantasy baseball league. Nonetheless, right now, so. uh, more fallout from the... From the Angels brawl the other day. Starting pitcher... Finally Archie, saw it. Archie Finally Bradley... 
on his way over, which you did see the pitcher fall down face I first. I did. What so, an embarrassing so thing. Fractured like, his, I'm going to fuck fr- Fractured his elbow. <laughs> like, fractured damn. his elbow, and he is out up to four weeks. Wait, he, before he, he fractured his elbow yeah, on the fall? So fractured elbow on oh, that fall. Tough situation. That is so good. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> stop throwing at people. Uh, the Red Sox have been surging on the heels of two straight losses, but the Red Sox in the month of June have been surging. I believe their record up to this point is like 19-6. and six. And through all that, they have lost a half a game on the standings. I was going to say, they're still 12 and a half back, so yeah, so I think it's 13 now. Well, I was looking at the second place team, 12 and a half game lead for the beloved New York Yankees. That's it for the Major League Baseball news. The Yankees won. In the NBA, we have some New York Knicks news. They made a trade yesterday. They traded Alec Burks and Nerlens Noel. Is that how you say his name? Sure is. Noel for nothing. They basically just got rid of the contracts, and I guess this frees up more money so they could go and offer Jalen Brunson four years, $110 million. Wow. Not so sure about that, but look, it, according to all the Knicks fans, it's the best point guard that they've had in maybe 20 years. I understand all that. I still don't think it's the right fit. Um, there was a tweet put out by Jonathan Mockery, who the sauce came into our group chat today and dropped some knowledge that this is a really good follow for Knicks news on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he said that They've no way had to free up this much salary just to sign Jalen Brunson, so there must be something bigger at play here. Let's see what the Knicks have up their sleeve, so stay tuned to that. Keeping it here. We're actually done with the M- Well, NBA. hold on. Before you move on past that, besides Brunson, obviously, for obvious reasons, is this 2023 class any good, Nick, Mooch? No. So there's not a lot of names out there anyway, right? So what the f- what are we what are we clearing this kind of space for if Brunson's your overpay, which – I, you know, my buddy, Craig, you know, Craig Steele, he came in and he's like, oh, here's the overpay. And I'm like, well, I well, can't even consider overpays anymore. Well, the NBA salaries are ridiculous. Sometimes you have to yeah. set yourself up for the future, whereas they might not be even looking to make another move this year. I think that would be the smart play. I don't know that they have room on the roster. We talked about it with Well, they Kyle just made room Ray. for three guys are gone. Understandable. but and they, they drafted one. There's, there's a, a potentially a guy coming from another country next year. So they have guys in the pipeline because they're international players. But look at the free agent class next year. And maybe the Knicks are gearing up for a big-time signing next year and understanding that it might not be the year this year. But do you understand how frustrating that is? I do. As a fan? Like, that just means from now, June 2022, till now, June 2023, i got to sit here and say, eh, good way to go, guys. So, so to be you know, completely— to, to, be, to be fair— I think that's going to be the case nonetheless. I don't think there's a player out there that they're going to be able to add this offseason. So compete a little bit. I think with the with the additions that they've made— the NBA, you everybody makes the playoffs, so it's not like the Knicks can't be the ten. <laughs> it's like a bad record. Right? They could definitely get to the ten <laughs> like, spot. I if think you it was sign up and you pay for the all year, admission you all, get in. All, in the beginning of the year, it was pretty much the Knicks will eventually fix it and be a playoff team. They just never did. So they've had success with this group before. You know, maybe they could turn it around with, with good point guard play. Um, I don't know. I'm out of the NBA, yeah, the Knicks. I'm not buying into <laughs> it either, either. But but when you've been bad for 25 team years, building, <laughs> you can't just get good right away. You know, they have yeah. to build something. I they have to get it. the fans I, behind I them a little bit. I understand that, but it's like, what do we like? As a fan base, you got to be mad. Like this, this Brunson stuff, I, it, it doesn't excite me. And and while I, I understand the moves, and you're trying to clear space, if that's your move to make the space. You expect the Knicks fans to be like, yeah, like Brunson, baby. Like, I don't, what? I don't think that the Knicks should worry about what the Knicks fans think because the Knicks fans don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Hey, I've, yo, seen whoa, whoa, really? <laughs> I've seen more infighting. I've seen more infighting amongst Knicks fans than I've seen in, in just any me, Kyle in any fan base. No, this is all <laughs> over the internet. Yeah, guys that are are on the fence about what they've done, they just don't know. And then there's guys that are completely on Dave's side that they think they're just don't know what they're doing. And then there's other guys that are like, look, they're following a plan and they have to stick to the plan. I think that's what you should not worry about what a fickle fan base does or, or thinks of you and your decision making. You can't. 
especially in the New York fan base. Like you have to, the New York market is tough. And they should put out a statement. No. Like, I mean, what's the statement? Because at the end of the day, it's a business. Either way. So you, at the end of the day, you, you're selling season you put tickets. Out, How you, are you supposed to sell season you, tickets you to put this out shit? A, I mean, that's another story. But you put that, out a, That's the only story. But it, it's... So then if that's the only story, then worrying about a competitive team shouldn't be because they could go and sign a star and get a, and get tickets sold, no problem, right? But that's not really going to get you But that anywhere. would also make it competitive. Would it? Yes. I mean, they weren't really all that competitive when they when they made the splash signings 15 years ago with Melo and Amari. They had like one good— They had a good— They, they had, had one, one good run, two good seed. runs. Something like that, yeah. Mm. But whatever, in any event, that's that. But that's what I'm saying. Like you're like, oh, they shouldn't worry about the fan base. They shouldn't worry about what they're saying. They shouldn't worry about how they're feeling. Those are the guys that line their pockets, and that's why their salaries are so out of control because they can go out there and spend all yeah, this money on a fucking think, Brunson jersey. Because you have what are sir, we you, doing? Have, you have situations where you have the fan base that's eager to get a player, so they they do something to appease the fan base, and then it sets them back in a year or two when that guy is no longer worth it. And that happens time and time again with the Knicks. Like they shouldn't have never have gone for Fournier even. Like what were they doing with that with that signing? That was an appeasement million. of for the fan base. You gotta get because some, you gotta because do something. you gotta sign somebody. But it, did that make them better? No, neither. Does, I don't think Brunson does either. <coughs> well, that remains to be seen. But the, the biggest problem with this is that I don't un- understand what they're doing at this point. Is you have quickly, who has shown that he yes. can. He's shown compare what those he can numbers do and what he you know maybe stuff he needs to work on. But he plays what five minutes a game? Not even. He comes in as the Energizer Bunny uh, off the bench, and then it's it's a wrap. I'm not trying to. I hope you guys aren't sitting here and trying to act like I'm justifying anything the Knicks are doing. No, I don't give a fuck. No, I know. I'm just trying. I think Jalen Brunson. I think he's slightly unathletic. I don't think that he really does anything poorly. I just don't think that he excels anywhere really either. I'm not really so sure about his defense, but you know his assist totals with the minutes he's playing, they should be a little bit higher for a true point guard like everybody's calling him. That's my opinion. All right. But I guess we'll, it remains to be seen. All right. MMA world, we have... Yeah, some MMA news. Jorge Gamebred Masvidal appeared on the MMA Fighting Podcast, courtesy of SB Nation, I believe. And he had a lot of disparaging things to say about Conor McGregor, which, I mean, get in line. Everybody wants Conor at this point. <laughs> um, I do think it would be an enormous pay-per-view if they did end up signing the dotted line. You talk about the promos leading up. That would the be The promos leading times. up would be great, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Masvidal is on a... He's on a downward trajectory, and so is Connor. It just doesn't make sense. Maybe down the line, but right now, Connor's still being talked about in potential title fights. That'll be where Connor's trying to go if he's going to go anywhere. Um, but he did have. So Masvidal came in. He was talking shit like he's going to talk a lot of shit about my family, but he'll never actually talk shit about me and say he wants to fight. He'll 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 talk about my legal troubles. And Connor, with the game set match tweet of the year, was like, "Oh, don't be such a loser, bro. Me and your mom get along just fine." And that <laughs> was it. Like, That's all I he went like this to with the mic. <laughs> That's all he needed to say. That's the end of that so shit. you got to be careful when you engage in the war of words with Connor because number one, he doesn't give a fuck, and number two, he's the most gifted to ever do it in the sport. Say what you want about him, the guy's gifted on the mic. Do you think, given given the times and like when things were at their prime, and McGregor still can spitfire right he's def- he definitely is the king of spit but who would you say if anybody the king of spit by the way that didn't make any sense the king of sh- shit talking i guess but in reality is conor mcgregor the best shit talker of all time in mma history or do you i would i would give chael sonnen a run at that see i i think chael set the blueprint to a degree 
Um, but Chael was more of... He was more direct, I he guess. He was more maybe. direct, and, and Chael was a genius, and he was the first one to actually, you know, really flip the entire media. I and, love Chael Sonnen. And he talked, himself, he talked himself into several title shots the same way as, as Connor did. So very similar, but I think with Chael was a more of a WWE approach. With Connor, it was like, when I see you, I'm going to fight you anyway in the bus. And, and I'm going to throw a, a dolly so, through so your bus. Con- Connor was just... <laughs> okay. I don't know. Connor had this international thing about him because he had the Irish fans. And when he came here, like there was just the entire world was captivated by Connor. I, and the Aldo, that, that whole world tour, I think it was a perfect storm that led to the whole Connor McGregor situation and the international aspect of it as well, where, where Chael was good, but he wasn't really the best fighter. He wasn't knocking guys out. When you combine what, what Connor was doing, he was predicting that he would knock you out as soon as he touched you, and then he was knocking you out as soon as he touched you. With Chael, he was getting in there and, and taking you down, and mm-hmm. he would turn it into a wrestling match. So I think that separates them in that regard. Yeah. I, I've always just liked Chael Sonnen's, one of his promos uh, about the, what is it, with the, the brothers. What, which brothers? The Nagara brothers. The Nagara brothers. Doing jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu. And then he's, called, he's like, he tried to feed the bus a carrot, <laughs> and he thought it was a horse. <laughs> but that, that the questioning the Brazilians and their and their smarts and everything like that like that that was just like verbally and mentally yeah, taking was, your soul was, out of perfect. your body and then he and then he dominated Anderson Silva for four and a half rounds and got submitted. So. I hate that. Oh, flat. I remember watching that fight live. I was so disappointed about that fight. But anyway, so that's yeah. it. That's it for the, the Gucci rundown, rundown, the debut. I like the, it. The I debut. Like it. The Did debut. you like it? Did you like it? Did you like it out there, folks? Tell us about it. Tell us if you liked it. Anyway, so I do have a, a critique of it. Oh, which I do. think we will just talk about it right on air. Fuck it, right? Oh, okay. Here we go. So, we have a business meeting happening so right now. So what I would like going forward is to complete my rundown, and then after we assess the entire, like, then we get into it. It's like the rundown, boom, 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 boom. And then we'll be like, all right, this was cool about this. And then we get more into the, Translation. the conversation. Shut the fuck up, Dave. I'm no, trying no, to get no, to my no. rundown. This is, this is a new thing, and I think that we're, we're massaging this and making it work as we go. And, hey. Okay. Full transparency here yes. at the Chop Sports Daily. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Anyway, I do want to let you guys know that part of the Chop Sports Daily is being brought to you by the Fusco Insurance Agency. I, for one, did not decide to bring the paper, and I don't know where it was. I could have I had everything here. But anyway, we all know about Fusco. We all know that he can create a comprehensive retirement plan so you can get – oh, man, I'm trying to do this on the off the cuff here. He can – they give you the tools to be your own. That's, a, that's Enterprise Rent-A-Car. No, but anyway, for Fusco, FuscoInsuranceAgency.com is a, a complete powerhouse of an agency. He offers so many things. One of the biggest things is the comprehensive retirement plan, so you're not going to have to worry about any money right now. Your future will be secured, everything like that. Fusco's our guy. I'm very sorry. I literally I had I have two papers here. You, you have these. One, two. I had three about 14 seconds ago. I don't have it. And I, I promise. Just, I don't have it. So but what I do, unfortunately, have, I'm sorry, but Michael Fusco, my guy, our guy, uh, we thank you for your support, and of course, visit Fusco Insurance. I do have a promo code to get 20 percent off all products on Manscaped.com. They are equipped now with the Platinum Package 4.0. It comes with everything you need to keep your balls fresh and clean. Mm. It's got the Lawnmower 4.0 equipped with the LED 400K LED light, so you can use it in the dark. I don't recommend that, but sometimes the dark underbelly of man gives you no choice. So then you use the 4.0, and then you couple that with the lather and all the creams and the exfoliators, and then you take the Crop Razor 2.0, and you get it even closer to that pristine nutsack that we all know and love. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you so love So head on over to manscaped.com, use the promo code SHOPSPORTS, and get that booty hole gleaming. Good Lord. Okay.
What's up, guys? It's Sturge from Chop Sports, and today I'm here to finally deliver some new happenings with our friends over at Absolute Eyewear. You already know the deal. They're stocked. They have the biggest brands, including Ray-Ban, Polo, and now introducing its newest player to their star-studded lineup, Oakley. They work with all your major insurance companies, including BCBS, AARP, and so much more. If you check out Absolute Eyewear in Woodbridge, New Jersey, next to the train station, you'll receive $100 off any prescription frames and lenses. That's $100. Check them out right now by either calling 732-326-3937 or visit their website, absolute-eyewear.com. Tell them Chop Sports Search sent you. Well, anyway, those are the reads for the day. We also want to give a special shout-out to HaterFantasySports.com and, of course, Absolute Eyewear, also always heavily involved as Madison's here. She's giving me the stink eye. Like, you better mention her. You bet. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, Absolute Eyewear is one of the heavy sponsors of the show. Also, Curtis Sells Houses, who, with EXP Realty, he'll be here later on. Well, he'll be here tomorrow. Oh, and I, I missed my... Um I'm, I think I drunkenly said I'll be at Absolute Eyewear on Tuesday for glasses, and I definitely didn't show up. So good thing we didn't put an official appointment in. And I know <laughs> I can't show up today because Absolute Eyewear isn't open on Wednesdays. Why is that? Softball. <laughs> so Craig can go play left field for Jimmy Palumbo's retired softball team. All right. So in any event, big news in the world of the NFL last night, as Mr. Scary Terry uh, did not reset the market, as I once predicted. Okay. I came on this show and I said, when Terry gets paid, he's going to surpass the rest of the guys because that's what the market dictates. I'm here to tell you that I, Dave Sturgio, was wrong. Um, he came out here and he did get paid. He did. Don't get me wrong. He got paid. His guarantee is, up, or his contract is worth up to $70 million, three year deal, extended on top of what he's doing right now. $53 million in guarantees, 34.6 fully guaranteed at signing, which again, I don't know. Maybe there's kind of some like loopholes or something where he can't get all 54. I don't know. But anyway, it averages out to 23. Point three per year, which puts him behind some of the uh, the better. Well, I w- yeah, definitely better. I would say better um, receivers in football because I'm going to bring them up right now. These are the top, and I messed this up because, of course, you know, I rushed through it today. But these are the top receivers right now. There is one missing from here. Um, there is one supposed to be in AJ Brown spot at 25 because Cooper Cup is making 26.7. So Cooper Cup would actually rank right behind DeAndre Hopkins. But here we go. These are the top five. Well, some of the top five guys. Tyreek Hill, 30 mil a year, right? And then you got uh, Devontae Adams, we know, 28.25. Then, of course, 27.25 for D-Hop. Diggs is making 26. A.J. Brown's making 25. So these guys all are getting paid more, justifiably so, more than Terry McLaurin. Now, I preface that. Uh, I pre- preface, pre- preface. Preface. Yeah, I did say that word right. I preface that by saying the fact that I'm not sure if this is uh, a thing because – or, or at least his ranking right now doesn't make much sense. So I have, we just went over those two, but we're also talking about Cooper Cup. We're talking about DJ Moore, who's also $20.6 million a year. Who's out, so now Terry McLaurin, if you're doing the math at home, Terry McLaurin now makes more than DJ Moore at 20.6. He makes more than Keenan Allen and Mike Williams at 20. It makes more than Amari Cooper at 20. It makes more than Chris Godwin at 20. So that puts him right around one, two, three, four, five, six, the seventh highest paid receiver in football right now. Justified? I believe it is justified. Okay. Go on. Um, Sound off because I I don't know about this. So 
I mean, I'm going to draw a lot of comparisons to the Dak situation just to make you see the light in this regard. Whereas right now, I don't think that Scary Terry is a bona fide. I said it. Ah, yes. I don't think he's a bona fide, clear cut top ten receiver, but I think he's definitely on the fringe. And when you when you're due the contract, which he is. You get paid accordingly. So if DJ Moore was a free agent this year after the market was reset, I guarantee you DJ Moore would be seeing $24 million. Can I guarantee? Can I give you some numbers? Yeah. Based off of that. So we just saw DJ Moore just got paid. Last season, though. Fine. Yeah. But still, $20 million, right? So all of a sudden, Terry McLaurin gets his contract, okay? DJ Moore to Terry McLaurin. DJ Moore had 93 catches last year. Terry had 77. That's a big, significant difference. I don't care if McLaurin missed a whole lot of time. I don't even think he missed a lot of time. Maybe a game, if that. Uh, the yardage, 11.57 to DJ Moore and uh, to 10.53. So just about 100 yards more there. Um, the touchdowns were very similar, but that's just one, DJ so wait, Moore. Wait, so DJ Moore had more catches and, and, more, and, and, more, and yards. more yards. But how much more yards? Not much. Uh, 11.57 to 10.53. Uh, so about 107, so, uh, 93. So about 15, 16 more catches. To me, they're basically the same exact receiver in terms of the usage. Like how many targets did they get? Well, did he get 20 more targets? Because I, 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 I did look at the targets as well. as well. But also just to compare Keenan Allen, right? So we just said that Terry McLaurin had 77 receptions last year. Keenan Allen had 106. So he went. Way above and beyond Terry McLaurin numbers. The receptions, 157 to 130. And then the six touchdowns for Keenan so, Allen, five for, so, five for so McLaurin. So now, now to this point, and when did Keenan Allen sign his deal? So, but you see, now you're making my point. I'm making that, the, that I'm, people reset the market, even if they're not even as so, good so as Devon, other guys. Devontae Adams wasn't even a top 10 paid receiver ever going into this, going into this. You know, like he was getting paid like 17 million a year. So, okay, and he got his new deal, and, and he's he now second so, in, in annual value. But when he signed his deal, originally, he was getting a really nice deal, and then he got, in the four years since he signed it, it got passed by everybody, which is what's going to happen to McLaurin. So as we look at guys But McLaurin's are, seventh, so he's going to wind up being like 11th or 12th in two, so, three years. So if I'm looking at receivers right now, you got to take out the guys that are on their rookie deals that are like just a year or two before Terry McLaurin, which you got several guys. You could pull up the next graphic, Nick, because we're going to start talking about other receivers now anyway. Okay. Um, so if you're looking at guys like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, I, I put them both over McLaurin, but they're not due money yet. When they both sign, guess what? They're going to get paid more than Scary Terry did. But they're, when, but they're also better. Fair. And they're going to reset the market, which is we're going to talk about numbers. What's Justin Jefferson going to get paid? He's going to get I paid mean, $33 million a year. I mean, probably. Like, 31, um, 31. Definitely 31. He'll definitely go over 30, which right? is where Tyree kills it. And then the year after that, is Jamar Chase going to then reset? He'll get 32. Probably, right? So so that automatically in the next two years bumps Scary Terry down. Debo's about to get paid. He's going to get a little bit more money than Terry McLaurin did based on what Terry McLaurin got. I think that's a where good— Where do you think Debo falls in all I this? I think Debo falls in the right below— Money-wise. Top five. Like a little above AJ Brown, I think he's a so better. So AJ version. Brown's making twenty five million dollars. Yeah, so Debo, Debo gets, gets more than a that? little more than that. I think if if I'm his agent, I'm not taking any less than 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 AJ I mean, Brown. He's a he's a three way player. More, or whatever the hell he's, he's done more. To be. He's had more team more less injury history, less of an injury history, and he's just a better player to me. Um, then you got DK Metcalf is probably going to surpass. Terry McLaurin as well. So he might be coming up first. So right there, yeah, DK and Debo right there. It puts. Terry, uh, it puts McLaurin outside the top 10 by the end of next season, mm -hmm. you know? So that's that's disregarding any other receivers that might get an extension that doesn't make sense, like a Christian Kirk or someone like that. So 
I don't really have much of an issue with it because in time, he's going to get bumped down the, the rungs a little bit, and I would put him on the fringes of a top 10 receiver in football. You can make the case for him against any of these guys. Who, who do you have at your top 10? Okay, now, uh, where does he rank with the top others? Five, go through six through 10 because there's some obvious ones at the top. Well, well uh, in, in my order, I just wrote it down. Adams one, cup two. That's one, two, and I want to say like one, one, A, right? That's right. Irrelevant. Just Fine. rattle them off. Hopkins, Jefferson at the four. Uh, I got Diggs at five. I got uh, Tyreek Hill at six. I got DJ Moore at seven. I got Keenan Allen at eight. I got Amari Cooper at nine. I got AJ Brown at 10. I got Scary Terry outside the top 10 receivers in football who just got $23.3 million a year. To me, he's not a top 10 receiver. But like yet. I said, and like I, I said, you just named a couple guys that are on their rookie deal that when they do get paid, they're going to bump him outside the top 10. Well, there's only one guy on his rookie deal right here Jefferson. That's and Jamar it. Chase. I didn't say Chase. You don't have him in your oh, top shit. 10. Then that's I'll put Chase at ten, bump Brown to eleven, bump Terry to twelve. That's fine, but like, you know, you're understanding that that Terry McLaurin and AJ Brown, like, we could have a real debate, and we'll probably just never agree, and we'll we'll sit here and go back and forth, and I could argue the case for either one of them. I could argue for AJ Brown being better, and vice versa, just playing devil's advocate. So when you're having those types of conversations, it's like they're right in the same right right there. What does Terry McLaurin deserve? Like, that's the question. Does he deserve less? I don't no, think he deserves less. I want to say that Terry McLaurin, just based off this numbers and, and the numbers from last year and guys that are already better than him, Chris Godwin had 98 catches. Chris Godwin's on an ACL right now. But I'm now. saying he's got $20 million. But Chris Godwin's on an ACL right now. Like he's, I'm just, he's I'm just on, comparing numbers rehabbing. from last year. So I get it. I get it. But look, and, and Godwin's also in that, like, Tampa Bay contract where he's going to win. So... You know, I'm, so not, you, uh, I'm not giving the Washington Commanders a discount by any stretch. The Bucs and go play with Tom Brady and get a chance at a ring. Then you want to talk about maybe taking a couple mil off. I could agree with that. What do you think the difference is if, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, Chris Godwin did not go down on ACL, right? Let's just say he's fully healthy going into this year. How much more money do you think Chris Godwin would get right now if he didn't take the Tampa Bay win discount? I think that Chris, Where does God, he rank? I think Chris Godwin gets a little bit less than 25 Okay. A little bit you less. Like crazy? I, I think he's a little I, I think Godwin, I'm a Penn State fan, so I like Chris Godwin. Mm. You know, I'm not I'm not here to bash this guy, but I think, you know, w- what are we talking about? We're splitting hairs if we're comparing Godwin and Terry McLaurin. I think Terry's durable. I think he plays really well on a shit team. If you want to talk about usage, look at the percentage of how many yards the Washington Commanders have gotten over the last three seasons and look <laughs> at how many times it's been Terry McLaurin. Like he carries that offense. He's been. He's had seven quarterbacks. Could we talk about the quarterbacks that he's played with? Uh, uh yeah, sure. Um, it's let's Heineke. Go. It's one game with Fitzpatrick. It's Dwayne Haskins. Rest in peace. It's um, who's the other guy? The Kyle Allen, mm-hmm. right? So, who? And he's had a thousand yards or and eighty catches almost every single year with with solid touchdown numbers. Terry McLaurin in a better situation would be, no doubt about it, a top ten receiver. Yeah, I think I, it, I think it works. I think it's the case, and when you you break down a lot of that too, I feel like quarterback play has a huge impact in that, and the of fact course. that he's put up the <clears throat> amount of numbers that he's put up, even just last year, you know, uh, he had ninety eight receptions, one thousand three hundred. Uh, Who had ninety eight receptions? Was it? Uh, I don't know. I looked up. He had seventy seven last year. Either way, okay. it's still a really good year. a good a good uh, receiving, an average yards per catch was up. You know, like that was one thing that you could knock him for in his first two years, and he improved on the one thing that you would knock him for. Do you think by default, and this is an argument, I'm just saying, like this this is an actual conversation to be had. 
Do you think Carson Wentz improves this guy's value? No. <laughs> I mean, I, think, I, I say no, no but I, you might think so. I think so. for as long as Carson Wentz is able to stay healthy, yeah, he does improve his value because he's at least – look, Carson Wentz, I'm not sitting here singing his praises, but you heard the guys we just named, right? Yeah. So how could it not, right? Because I think Tyler Haneke and Carson Wentz are on the same level. Uh, I think Heineke or Heineke or whatever the fuck his name is, he's a little bit better of an athlete, but he's not as good of a passer as Carson Wentz. He's just not. I, I think I think Wentz is good. I, until Wentz he hasn't makes done anything for me to for me to rule him, and that's not because he's an eagle and a cult. Even with the Colts, played winning. They football, couldn't get it done. Played winning football in a lot of games last year, and then had some really bad moments that you just couldn't excuse. Right. So I think the numbers will be good. I don't know that the the win totals will translate with Carson Wentz though. But Nick, go ahead. I, no, I cut you off. I just I, no, that's all right. Um, for <laughs> sorry, starters, don't worry about it. <laughs> I I was looking at I was trying to compare his stats to Chris Godwin, so I read Chris Chris Godwin's stats, stats before. So it is seventy seven. I know. So, <laughs> I was there. Um, but <clears throat> the other thing too, they do have one interesting piece about this is they do have Matt Corral as a rookie quarterback. So that if Carson Wentz starts to suck, which I think might well, happen, but, but under what premise do you think Matt Corral can come in and just? Corral everybody. Oh, God. <laughs> I tried. But, <laughs> no, I mean, it can't get any worse. So I might, mean, it really well can, give, though. Like you might as well give the rookie Corral could be a complete stinker. No? Look, look what Carson Wentz Nobody is getting knows. paid. Look at Carson Wentz is getting paid. There was a Taylor Heineke interview where he just basically said, he's like, yeah, I'm not going in to compete for the number one job. I'm going to go in and get myself ready in case an opportunity presents itself. <laughs> or and it, when. And it looked a lot like... <laughs> It looked a lot like a guy that's saying, look, I know they brought him in to be the starter, but by week four, he's going to get hurt, and I'll be there to g- good to go. That's what he – the translation. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But until then, yes, for those three and a half weeks, I think Terry McLaurin's numbers should see a spike. Plus, he's one year better. You know, he's a really good player, and he's one year better. How about a, how about a little bit of a, a fantasy ski impact for Mr. Terry McLaurin? Okay, now- so Terry McLaurin is probably going to be – Maybe this year because he's a little more in the news in the offseason, but he's always a guy that nobody likes. He's just on a boring team that you don't think is a good passing team, typically a bad quarterback, so he gets avoided. I think you could get a Terry McLaurin maybe even after an Amari Cooper. I think Cooper's got a little a little rust on him this year too because no one knows about the Brown situation. But, oh, but you get what I'm saying. You know, when we're talking about top 10 receivers in fantasy, on any given week he could be the top one receiver in a week. Terry McLaurin's been consistent. I've had him in every year that he's been in the league. And every single year I got him at a value that he outplayed. Essentially, he's the guy that I think typically will outplay his draft value, even if by one round, almost every single season because of the place he plays in. And he doesn't really have any – I know the guy (laughs) you mentioned yesterday is a breakout star, Curtis Samuel, right, for the Washington Commanders, Redskins football team. Um, That guy is one of the guys that you can focus on. And and outside of those two – can you think of somebody else on that team? Like, as far as, like, target share? Jahan Antonio Dotson, Gibson, Jahan Dotson. Dotson. Um, I remember Dotson was um, good. Uh, did they still got the tight end that's always hurt? Justin Reed? Or is he got No, he might, he might be out of the league <laughs> yeah. because so, of uh, all the concussions and shit. wasn't Logan Justin Thomas Reed. It was Jordan. Logan Thomas. Good, Logan good Thomas call. is and very good. And he's a solid tight end, yes. I like, I like Logan I Thomas. I think that McLaurin's in a situation to maybe lead the league in targets. Or, or be up there. Like, he's going to get the ball a lot this year. There's no question about it. I don't know the propensity that Ron Rivera has to throw much, so maybe that'll that'll hinder the, him a little bit. But when they do, it's going Terry's way, no yeah, doubt about but the, it. But the other thing, too, with, with that team is 
Nobody really knows what's going to happen with McKissick and uh, Antonio Gibson and how they're going to perform. Well, McKissick is going to get 10 targets a game, too. Easily. He gets the ball a lot out of the backfield. He's coming off injury again, too? I think McKissick McKissick even there still? Yeah, he is. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure I saw that. I think he's in, like, Buffalo When I was doing the the images, he was listed on their depth chart. Okay. Yeah, he's there. Um, Washington Commanders. Yep. Did he just yeah. sign a deal with them, an extension? Because I'm pretty sure I saw his name in the news recently. Anyway, he's an afterthought regardless. Um, wow. Just no, just no respect to J.D. McKissick. No, I, I think he's a... He might be their most talented player on their offense right now. No. No. Bo- no. Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Terry McLaurin. Is making $25 million. <laughs> Oh, the, the contract <laughs> says it. It says it right here, sir, oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah, the J.D. contract. J.D. McKissick, Dave, is the most talented player. He's the fucking... Versatile. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball to the backfield. They, he can run some routes. If they really asked Terry McLaurin to run the ball, I'm pretty sure he would. And Shut could. Up, Nick. Yeah. How All many right. catches would he have out of the backfield? <laughs> Probably more. I'm just going down these receivers here of just like different, different, uh, different rates. So guys that you think are coming up on deals here, like Kenny Galladay. <laughs> Kenny Galladay right now is making 18. Can you imagine that, Kenny? Ga- Christian Kirk with the Jaguars now, that ridiculous number, it doesn't matter. He's making 18 at least this year. So that's that's pretty interesting. And the fact that he got all that money and he's not making a lot of it in the first year. Like I mean, 18 million is pretty good. Yeah, but I Christian think con- fucking his, Kirk. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's what was his deal? Uh 80 million over four years. I did want to bring this up. Um whatchamacallit? He's probably also got a, a, a sturdy signing bonus right away, so there's no need to give him all that money. We all talked, one. and we all were, have been romantic on the uh, on the Los Angeles Chargers, right? And, and, and justifiably so. You know, you got um, what you call oh, Madison's I, boyfriend uh, as a quarterback, Justin Herbert, right? And then you have Austin Eckler. If he stays healthy, he'll be fine. He'll be. He's actually very good. Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both become free agents at the same damn time. Future voice, and of course, they're both making twenty million dollars. Is that insane? Like, here are my Cowboys who have to trade away Amari Cooper because one guy makes $20 million, and yes, here comes the, well, it's because Zeke's contract and Dak's contract and all this other shit. But imagine, like, Justin Herbert sitting there pretty on a rookie deal, right? And two his two top receivers are both making $20 million a year. They both become free agents, I believe, 2025. So it's like, holy shit, their window is here because once they have to pay Herbert, who's going to, speaking of reset the market, like Herbert's going to reset the market of quarterbacks, they're, they're, they they got to do something because they're going to be way over their heads. Well, I think by the time, by the time, uh, 225, 2025 hits, you could probably see a, a significant decline in Keenan Allen's play. So I don't think he'll be worth the $20 million at that point. No, Hope, and I don't even think Cooper's worth the $20 million at I don't, his I don't, price tag I mean, right now. He, Considering what some other guys are getting, I would put Cooper right in that in that range. Um, as far as Mike Mike Williams goes, he's only had one good season, so I need to see more out of him. I think a lot of, a lot of that has to do with the situation he's in. He's in a really good spot. They have a lot of weapons on that offense, a lot of time, and a quarterback that could throw. So Mike Williams is you put a, a lot of receivers in that spot, and they're going to do numbers. Um, got some I'm, bargains over here too. I'm not so sure that Mike Williams is worth the twenty million, but. He was productive last year. I'm very, you know what? It's another situation I could bring up, right? Like <coughs> the contract between, um, we said that Justin Jefferson's going to literally like absolutely slay the market, right? When he's ready to go, bro, they got right now they have, uh, they have whatchamacallit. I was just saying it. I was just singing his praises yesterday. Oh, Adam Thielen, right? He's making 14.8. He's, he's, he's a, in a lame duck year. I was just going to say, I don't think he's a Viking going. Like, that's that's going to be very hard to keep both of those guys on that roster. Well, Especially if you want to keep guaranteeing Chris, uh, Kirk Cousins all his money. 
You're not going to be able to keep those two not together. They've been playing it on a and year they got by the year. new kid. They're like I think playing he came it on, on like a year by year basis with, with Kirk Cousins. They have actually a really good situation because I think he knows he's not good enough to get that long term deal, but he's okay just taking the forty a year that they're going to give him. Well, on I mean, year it, was even, it was even a stretch to give him that massive uh, first contract, multi year contract when they gave it to him. It was, but, but then it turned out to be not so bad at the end of the day. Like I don't think Kirk Cousins didn't live up to it, considering what other quarterbacks are doing that are getting paid. I don't. I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan. He can't win big games, all that. But his numbers, his counting stats are there at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and they put, it puts him in a situation where every year they get to reassess. A lot of the times that Kirk Cousins was taking these these big deals, it's just putting a year at the back end and it's finessing for salary cap reasons. So that's basically what he's been playing along while getting paid. Looking ahead, just for argument's sake, as far as like resetting the wide receiver market, um, I'm looking at – Next year's wide receiver free agent class. Ready for this? The top guy right now, you would assume, is Nelson Aguilar. And, and ready for this just quick list. DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, Byron Pringle. A Alan Lazard is due a payday. Well, he just That'll be fun. tender. Yeah, we'll but I mean, AJ Green, which is obviously it. Nick's favorite player in the league. Um, Jarvis Landry signed a one-year deal, so he's out. But the wide receiver market is bad next year. So the fact that all these guys are getting paid now is very, very good for all these teams that are settling up right now. Because next year, if you want to add a receiver, you better look to the goddamn draft because I don't it's think also, it's happening. It's also good for these shitty players that are going to end up being the, the best available wideout. So there's going to be a... There's going to be like a, a little bit of a bidding war for guys' services that aren't really worth the money. And if you want to improve there, you're going to have to. But what's the draft class look like? I, that's another story. But now, I, I, in talking in free agency, talking numbers, right? I'm looking at the running backs. Now, I know that that guys like Kyle Kerms have gone absolutely apeshit about Zeke's contract, and everybody's looking at Christian McCaffrey's contract as something one of the worst works of art they've ever seen. It looks like a fucking Picasso. A Picasso. Picasso payment. What the fuck? It looks Picasso like Picasso painting is what his contract looks like. But next year, ready for this? Who's getting paid out of the running backs? You got Saquon Barkley. No. That's I'm very curious to know what happens with if, Saquon Barkley. If he bounces, if he bounces back, yeah, but the, that's a, the biggest if you've the ever Giants said. The Giants are not, not gonna, paying Saquon. They're not going to give him. Zeke what if he money has that for, year though? They're not going to give him Zeke money. They're going to give him a decent chunk of change. It's just going to be a look. You haven't really done much until this year. This is what we're going to give. There him. are if plenty was, of running backs better than is, Saquon. I think on this, this is not, Kareem this Hunt is, is a free the, agent next year. This is not year. the regime that that drafted Saquon, so I don't think there's any ties to him whatsoever. He hasn't done much as a Giant outside of his rookie year. <laughs> he's like three or four years removed at the point of when he's going to get paid. I don't see a bounce back in his future because I just don't think he was really that good of a player for NFL purposes. He's a you catch him, get him in space, he's okay, but you can't hand him the ball for a guy his size. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I don't sorry. really care. I sorry just think Saquon's not getting paid. And, you know, he's going to get a one-year deal wherever he goes, probably. Well, to go back to the wide receiver market for a second. he's not going to bounce back this year. 2024, uh, looking at – that's that's quarterbacks. We got Kyle come in with the comment saying, Adam Thielen is born and raised a diehard Vikings fan, went to a small college in Minnesota, and he's lived his whole life in Minnesota. Don't think he'll leave. I don't think he'll have a choice. I don't know that Minnesota's going to pay him. And – if you're somebody a hometown else, discount, if somebody you're Kirk, else will. Uh, if you're you, see what the, you see what these receivers are getting, and if he's able to get 18, 17 million on the open market, which I think he might get, um, the Vikings aren't going to match that, and he has an obligation to do good business. I think he'll be fine if he has to move for a month or two or a year or two out of Minnesota. 
I know you don't want to talk about Saquon Barkley, but there is a question uh, from Tim Riley in the comments. If he ain't getting, if he ain't going to the Giants, where's he going? Do you think this is going to be a team desperate enough to say like there, this guy's been banged people up? People are going to people are going to kick the tires on Saquon. They'll run the market. They'll run through the market and see what they could get. If a if a team that if a team signs Saquon to a three year deal, I'll be fucking so shocked, bro. There's the running backs don't get the respect after they don't you know like you don't come back after three years bad like it's not going to happen. I don't care what anybody does if you have the usage that they've had, the injuries that they've had. You're you're going to tell me that someone's I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be a one year deal. And it's going to be a, a chance to compete for the job. There, nobody's bringing in Saquon to be like, look, this is our prize free agent. It's not going to happen. Not with his injury history. If you think Saquon could, could bounce back and get 1,200 yards or something like that this year, I don't know what you've been watching for the last couple seasons, but it's not looking likely. So no way Saquon is going to get a big deal. But he'll probably be a cowboy. But that's just, I think I'm sorry? Can. That's just not I'm just me being a biased right. Giants fan. <laughs> I think he can because with the improved <clears throat> offensive line, the improved offensive coordinator, no more fucking Jason Garrett calling stupid, oh, whoa, 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 bullshit whoa. plays. Princeton royalty, first so of listen, all. Second of all, watch this. Show me, a, show me a running back on the Giants that filled in for Saquon that wasn't better than him over the last two seasons. I don't think any of them were. Yo, what? Bro, Booker was a way better running Booker back. Was than, better, Booker, Booker um, was better. Who's the guy with so the was, neck? Uh, Wayne the, Gallman the, was Gallman better. Gallman was better. And the kid who went to, who cashed in uh, with the Falcons? Was that Gallman? Yeah. Somebody cashed in with the Falcons after being better than Just Saquon the way Barkley. They hit the hole was Barkley better. is they, not delivered. Everybody knows that. It, you can't be a Saquon Barkley apologist after watching the first couple years of his career. The first year. Because he keeps getting hurt. First year he did amazing, but that was the, it. But define amazing. He, he made a couple jump cuts and people were like, oh my bro, God, you see his quads? Bro, I, think he led the, I think he led the NFL in yards from scrimmage. So that's pretty well, whatever the case may be, look what he's done since. Uh, well, I'm just saying, you... What was amazing about his first year? That. He was really good his first year. Mm -hmm. He was the number one pick going into fantasy football circles in his second year. You know, it was like Hammer McCaffrey. It was take your pick. And, they, and then he fell flat. They actually both fell flat. So, Literally. Did you cautionary buy tale. Uh, did you by any chance hear uh, the, the newest? I mean, Michael Bennett's been retired now or out of the league for a couple of years. Did you by any chance catch that podcast that he was on? Or like at least people have been talking about what he said. Oh, with the Brandon Marshall thing? No, no. <laughs> this is new. This is brand new from Michael Bennett. Not Michael Bennett. Martellus um, Bennett? Martellus Bennett. Yeah, sorry, the, the unicorn. The tight end. Former Cowboy. Former Giant. Former Patriot. Packer. Former Packer? He was a Packer, bear. A bear. Packer. Uh, he was everything. Uh, but Martellus Bennett was serviceable. I want to say he's good, you know, right? He went on this podcast yesterday or two days ago, whatever. They played it today on the fan. And they asked him how, why they couldn't get it done in New England when he was there in, in a playoff game. And he literally said, because Jimmy Garoppolo was a bitch. <laughs> he literally called him out and said, well, Jimmy Garoppolo was a bitch. And we had Jacoby coming in with a broken thumb. Blah, blah. But like so nonchalantly calling out a quarterback who still plays in the NFL. That, to me, that's just like, I don't know, man. It's the most I mean, cringeworthy shit talk in the about world. a bitch. But a bitch, We're going to talk about a bitch. Martellus Bennett faked an injury. He actually got his contract voided with Green Bay and tried to sue because he didn't want to play. He faked an injury. He ended up in New England that year, right? And then probably fake. He, so he was back in New England after that. So I don't really have – I was very excited when we signed Martellus Bennett as, I like Martellus as a Packer Bennett. fan <laughs> because I thought he brought an, uh, an attitude that we kind of were lacking at the time. And when you saw his fight with Kyle Fuller and, and Brandon Marshall try to break it up, like that was one of the best stories in, in the last 10 years in football, the way they went down, that whole thing went down. But 
Just look it up. Google it. If you want to talk about a bitch move, I feel like that's equally as much of a bitch move. You have teammates that you're going to war with every week, and then you're you're literally faking an injury. The Packers had to literally were within their rights to void his contract, and they did, and it ended up signing with New England. And he forced his way out of town with a, a bullshit lie excuse. To me, that's bitch made. Jimmy Garoppolo, since then, since whatever incident he's talking about, has done nothing but prove himself as anything but a bitch to me. Right? He plays good football, sound football. His teammates all respect him. I don't think you could say the same thing about Martellus Bennett. You cannot. You cannot. No. Where are we? Where, where where is Jimmy Garoppolo going to play football this year? Where is he going? I don't know. I really, I think he's going to be the backup quarterback in San Fran. Truth, I can't truth be told. See that. That's man. what I think. And I also. Like how think, do you not give value for this guy? The, to um, did you see the the? I don't know if it was somebody hacked it or what, but what? the Seattle Seahawks pro shop or their NFL shop Seahawks version released or had like Baker Mayfield jerseys in their store for like no, a couple they minutes didn't. yesterday and they took them down. So is there were they leaking a potential trade that's imminent with Baker going to Seattle? <laughs> Are you serious? I am serious. That's I mean, amazing. Baker came out the other day and said like pretty much both parties, like him and the Browns, he's like, I'm not, I don't want to play for this no, team. Yeah, they, well, no, yeah, they, they named, no, they no, named no, Jacoby Brissett the starter already. I'm sorry? Yeah, they basically said they're, they're going to ride with Jacoby. Holy shit. So, I mean, oh I, I still God. think with him. What else are they going to do? I don't know. Just not that. I still think with him, it's because, yes, Seattle's situation is a lot murkier than maybe, I'd say, Carolina because Darnold could. Oh, if Baker goes to Seattle, he's just it's going to be so fun to watch him cry every week. <laughs> no, nah, it's just gonna be raining. So it's just it's just gonna Dude, be he, that's gonna look no like he's crying. But he's really not they have crying. no offensive line, and like he's just not likable. So long, could you imagine him like the, bitching uh, out guys that he that don't even like him? Oh, DK Metcalf will ruin him. <laughs> He'll eat his lunch, bro. Like, don't you dare get in the huddle and talk to him. How many weeks do you think it'll take for the twelfth man in Seattle to start booing him every uh, single Oh yeah, week? he won't be able to. No, dude, that. there's only ten men now. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of one. They actually got rid of two. Yeah, it's over. Ten, the tenth man. Before we get out of here, Baker. I, I definitely wanted to show you, or at least based off the rules, we're talking about the Browns for a second. Based off the rules uh, of the NFL discipline policy, under the NFL discipline policy, Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson could face a minimum of 144 game suspension if there is a discipline on each and every case meaning he'll be not only kicked out of football this year but probably forever yeah i mean like brett, i don't see that coming but jesus christ that brett Favre, can you imagine? Had, it's like half the amount of brett Favre games played so he played for 39 <laughs> years yeah no um that's bullshit though that's clickbait you understand that they're not. No, I, I looked at the Twitter. I, yeah. I looked at the verifications and they're, stuff, making sure that it, he was it legit. Is, it is good. It is like it's in, a in a technicality. It would be like saying, like if you went to court for, you know, for like twelve crimes, they're not going to charge you with all twelve. They'll probably bunch it up, give you a plea deal. That's what's going to happen here with Deshaun Watson. They're not going to be like incident one, six games. Incident two, six games. It I think it'll be hilarious be. if that was the case. Can't be. Absolutely hilarious. I'm, just, I'm sick and tired of this. Yeah, me too. It's going to come down. Uh, oh, and I also found out that if. No matter what the judge rules, like if the judge says, "like Hey, you'll get three games based off of all this shit." Who's the judge? Goodell. Well, <laughs> funny you mentioned Mr. Roger Goodell. Anyway, because that's exactly where I was going with it. If the judge says, "I don't know," let's just say six, and Goodell is like, "No, no, this bitch made our league look like shit." It's it's the whole year. He can actually overrule the judge. So there is no judge. It's Goodell. That's basically what you're telling me. Yes. Yeah. At the end of the day, no matter what this judge, no, well, or if, but then again, he could reduce it too. If he had a conversation with, with Watson and saying, man, this, all this is bullshit. 
You know, like this whole thing is garbage. Blah 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 blah. You know. So he he'll probably get less games suspended than Trevor Bauer. And I don't think Trevor Bauer had 24 open cases. No, he just had one psycho girlfriend. I think there's a a very, very big difference between the way Major League Baseball is run and the way NFL is run. There's also 162 games in in that regard. And yes, there is. As far as seasons go, I don't think that Trevor Bauer is ever going to pitch again because you you don't have a team in Major League Baseball that is as scummy as the Cleveland Browns are. In the NFL, you know, so yeah. there's no no team is going to take the chance. Definitely not the Dodgers. That that ship sailed. So, where are you going to bring him? It's not like Kansas City could he would want to even go there. They don't have the money. The NFL has a different pay structure where pretty much any team could afford any player because of the salary cap. In baseball, yeah. that's not the case. So there's really only like four or five teams that would be even in on Trevor Bauer due to the contract, and none of those teams are small enough market for him to blend in, and none of them are are like fan bases would jive with it. You know, could you imagine Bauer a Yankee? It would not work. No. We did. We, we still have Domingo Herman, and that guy got 60 bro, games and bro. another Fagazi injury. Let's talk about Domingo Herman's case, and then let's talk about Trevor Bauer's situation. He slapped a girl right in front of everybody. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm there not was no, to, like, behind I'm the scenes. I'm not trying to like, say, but, like, the Trevor Bauer details are grim. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, but apparently it was all, up. like, consensual. Apparently. Did he get charged? I don't know. He did not. So did Watson? <laughs> So what are we talking about here? We know that that doesn't really equate, right? So it's not about did he do it or did he not. When you're not getting charged, it's that they can't prove it, right? So it could be like everyone in the room could be like, fucking guy did it. We all know he did it. What's the evidence say? What, what could well, we Well, the prove? evidence was, for Herman's case, the evidence was everybody around him well, saw a girl point. get slapped. That's so my yeah, point. So that happened. you would need to be able to prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt. If you can't, then he's not getting charged. It doesn't mean that they all don't know it. Case in point. You don't need to prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt can you, to get a civil case. Can you also clear up what shadow of a doubt means? Beyond. Every wrestling promo ever is always like, you better believe with the shadow of a doubt. And so I'm just do like, you want me to break cool. it? Like, can what you? It, yes, because I'm means, very curious. It means like no doubt about it. But no shadow, shadow of a doubt. What is like a doubt has a shadow? Like it's a fucking groundhog? Like what are we talking about here? This is not to be done on air because it I'm going to gonna be break it air. down for you. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. All right, so, so here's my doubt. I think that there's what they're shadow doing here beyond is beyond the shadow they're, of its doubt. They're putting like the the doubt as inst- instead of the doubt being the idea, uh-huh. doubting like you can't actually physically see the doubt. In this case, the doubt is visible, right? Mm-hmm. And it's beyond the shadow of it means it doesn't even exist. Got it? No. Wild. No, I don't you know that's more true. I did my best with the context day. clues presented to me in the question. That's why I didn't want to do it on air. I mean, no, I, I, listen, I've heard it a zillion times. I'm a wrestling fan. Every maybe, promo. Maybe, maybe it's this. Since a doubt isn't an, an, it's an, not a real thing that you can't see, there is no shadow on a doubt, so it's beyond the shadow of a doubt. It's just like <laughs> the it's like the black hole of it's fucking just, your thoughts. <laughs> no, I'm, this, is some, this is some shit that I need I to I think know. that's where you go when you die. You go beyond the shadow of a doubt. <laughs> Even Madison's like, Welcome. What? Right? <laughs> Madison, what, is that what, what does that question is. mean? Or that it's, phrase mean? It says any doubt at all, we need to convince him beyond a shadow of a doubt that the plan is sound. So they use the, the shadow of a doubt that he's lying. So they use the definition. They use the, this I'm phrase in the definition twice. So, so yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like beyond it. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. 
Captain Literal Man. There's Scoob right there. Yeah, I just, listen, I needed to I needed to know. Anyway, shout out to the comments, by the way. Uh, we appreciate you guys chiming on in. Um, literally, I wasn't reading. I wasn't reading, Ash. I'm sorry. Just like, I literally just told you. I was looking right at the camera. I could not see the, I need like a teleprompter right in front of me. Um, but anyway, so. That's it, folks. It looks it looks like it's going to be a short one today. Uh, no, but there's plenty of stuff going on tonight. Or what time does free agency now start? Is it like a 4 o'clock deal? Ounces of doubt. What if there's two ounces of doubt? It'd be like beyond an ounce of a doubt. I've like, never heard beyond get, an ounce of a doubt. I know. It's just her way of saying, like, she was trying to uh, fortify the points. Chop law, according to Stevie Mac. <laughs> I, like yeah. it. I like that a lot. Uh, what time does free agency start? Uh, what time do we overpay for Brunson? 6 4? p.m. 6 p.m., according to Madison Palumbo. Getting involved with the 4 p- 6 p.m. free agency. So there's going to be a lot of moving parts. Um, I, you know what? Before we get out of here, like, I, I mean, free agency class are, 2022. Jalen Brunson is the prize free agent. <laughs> uh, James Harden? Uh, he hasn't opted into, didn't opt into his deal. Uh, ah, that's Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal, but he said he's staying put, right? He, he didn't uh, announce what he's saying. There's speculation that he said he knows what he's going to do, but I don't think it's beneficial. I mean, Ooh, I got a guy. That, yo, listen. I got a guy that Knicks can I get. I think Bradley Beal goes to L.A. for Russ. You want a point and guard? That would be ideal. Get Russ back doing triple doubles and get Bradley Beal out in L.A. a true score. Uh, that'd be a true finesse deal by the Lakers. Wait a minute. No, free is tomorrow, 6 p.m.? Oh, it's Wednesday. Yeah. Fuck. I don't even know what day it is, but you had the right, p- uh, you had, had the right timing. Did you say tomorrow? It is tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Because I, I was not aware. Because I'm an idiot. Uh, but anyway, no, I'm looking at this. You want a free agent point guard to be uh, for the for the Knicks instead of going 110 for Mr. Uh, Mr. Brunson? Give me Ricky Rubio, bro. I like him. Yeah, I, he's I probably mean, a lot cheaper than fucking Brunson right you, now. You know, he's not, not staying, as good. He's not staying in front of anybody, and he's more of a backup. But I do think Rubio will be a good fit in any team. Zach Levine is a Rubio is a good fit for anybody as a backup point guard. He can facilitate, and he plays really smart basketball. So Rubio, yeah, cheap. You think the Warriors are going to bring back uh, Iguodala? He's a free agent. Probably mid-season. We'll get into it. He's probably. probably We'll get into it tomorrow. Free agency starts tomorrow for the NFL NBA. Uh, Try that one one more time. The uh, free agency starts for the NBA tomorrow. We want to thank Rubio is also seventy six years. Yeah, but that's in his country, so maybe he's younger here. That could be a thing too, beyond a shadow of a doubt. (laughs) I'll do it for myself. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been a show here on the Job Sports Daily. Be sure to tune in each and every day at 11 o'clock right here on the old YouTube channel. We appreciate you guys watching. Please like the video if you've watched this, if you're watching this for the first time live, if you're watching it later on in the day. A like goes a long way. A like goes a long way. I kind of like that quote. Might get it tattooed. For Sturch and Gooch and, of course, Nick and Madison in studio, we thank you guys for joining us, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. But there was this one company, I think, called Chop Sports Media. Chop Sports Media. Yeah.